Welcome to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host Dennis Simpson as we discuss the history, facts, people, places, events, lots more surrounding Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com. Welcome back to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out. The website is hotspringsvillageinsideout.com. Shorthand, hsvinsideout.com. He is Dennis R. Simpson, and we got a special guest. I'm going to let you make the intros. We have Sonia and Ike, who are people I have followed. I've physically never met you yet, but I'm ready. I'm ready. I have people I have followed for years and years. Ike, for over a decade, I have sent a little email here and there saying thank you for sponsoring the fireworks show at Hot Springs Village, among other things that you do. But that's just one of the tip of the iceberg. We're going to get into that. But first, Mr. Randy, we're coming back to you. Okay. This weekend, you spent your weekend with your parents who were celebrating some tiny thing. What was that? Yeah, minor milestone. 71 years. 71 years of marriage. 71 years. Where were we 71 years ago? That would be. I wasn't around. Nowhere. (laughs) Even I wasn't around, and I'm old. Probably the oldest guy here. Yeah, my dad is. My dad will be next week. My dad, Lord willing, he will turn 98. She is 89. She will be 90 next May. And uh, they live, you know, they live independently. They live in their own house. And uh, he's he's 98. He will be in a week. And, And she's 90. She will be. She's cradle 89. robber, cradle robber. <laughs> yeah, oh my Lord. Well, you know, did he they, went, did, he went younger at that position. So did they, did, did they, did they not have laws at that time? Hello? <laughs> yeah. She was, what was she? 18. I don't really? know. Something like that. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is, I, I thought that was the inspiration for Jerry Lee Lewis or something. I'm like, wow. Yeah. What a thing. No, no. Well, number one, they're not cousins and she, she's not 14. <laughs> so. Yeah. Did I say that? Yeah, I did. You said that. And I'm uh-huh. thinking, I, I saw a cartoon the other day. It said, if we get divorced, does that mean we're still not cousins? Anyway, yeah. I just love that. So, anyway, yeah. I, I've digressed long enough. I and I wanted to say this and I wanted to say it out loud. I know they're not on Facebook. I, I want to celebrate the fact our society, I'm sick to death today. Teresa, Diane and I, my lovely wife are celebrating five years. She said it doesn't seem that long. Oh, I wish I could have met her. Uh, two and three decades ago. Oh my God, what a fantastic woman. And Sonia, when I see you and Ike, look, no relationship is perfect. I get it. But you guys have been hitting this the trail a little while too, haven't you? Yeah, 31 years. Really? Yes. You only got another 40 to go, right? Yeah, <laughs> to, to compete with if we, his, his parents. If, yes. we have that, if we have that much patience. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, my wife and I are coming up in January. Lord willing, it'll be 44 for us. So oh, we're... Okay. We're, we're track, we're tracking pretty well. And yes, we did yeah. get married when we were just babes, but. but I personally think seriously, that's something we should reward in our society more. And we don't yeah, the happy, happy anniversary to you, yes. your bride, by the way, thank you. And she's working her little tail feathers off today. And I can't wait till she gets home and I get to feed her Mexican food. Cause it's a heck of an excuse for me to get Mexican food too. So yeah. there's yeah. that, there you, you know, mm-hmm. well, listen, Ike and Sonia, you kids hit me as a powerhouse team. Ike, you sell something. What is that? <laughs> I'm a state farm insurance agent, state farm insurance agent. Let's see. And you sponsor, let's see the boys and girls club and the go through yeah. a quick list. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, Symphony Symphony I mean, you name it. I mean, it, um, my policy at the office is if it's a village thing, uh, just don't say no. You know, I'll, I'll find one way to sponsor at some level or another. And, but, uh, some things are near and dear to my heart. Uh, I'm a member of the Knights of Columbus and, uh, and, uh, been a board member of the boys and girls club since 1999. And, and, uh, you know, just some things that are uh, a little bit, little bit more near and dear to me. But um, you know, a big one of the bigger sponsorships is the fireworks that you talk about every year, and and uh, so many things. But anyway, we do try to sponsor a whole lot. You know, I, I can add that um, when we first moved here 23 years ago, his big thing was we've got to invest in this community because we love it here, yeah. and. That's that's pretty much how it started. That's pretty much it. You know, um, uh, the village has been very good to me, and it's just our way of giving back. And uh, and uh, the funny thing is, people keep coming in and saying, "Hey, I want to quote from Ike because he sponsors so many things." And so we keep on growing. So I keep on sponsoring more. Yeah. And so well, anyway. And, and if they, I'm not mistaken, and I, I want to hear the story about how you got here. I've intentionally not asked you offline or any other time how you got here, how you picked Hot Springs, the whole story. But, you know, and, and forgive me, but I'm just going to call some people out, not people names, but I'm just going to say there are people in the village and around the village who pay lip service to supporting the community, but they don't write the check. You know what I mean? They're more right. than, oh, we support this organization. We support that organization. There's only a few people behind the, the scenes. And I'll talk about you. I know in particular, Miss Clara Nicolosi at Remax Realty, one of our friends That's that we've great. had on here many times. These are great people that. You know, I'll I'll call and say, what are you doing on so-and-so? And Clara will say, well, we're sponsoring that, but we haven't told anybody. And I'm like, really? You know, yeah. a business and you don't tell people you're sponsoring that. That's kind of the classic scenario here. But let me let me digress. Let's go way yeah. back. You and Sonia met what? When? We met at uh, Mardi Gras in Mamou, Louisiana, a little <laughs> Cajun town. Um, uh, I well. The, the way I tell the story is that I grew up in Massachusetts and I uh, went to Georgetown University on an ROTC scholarship. I was there during the Patrick Ewing years. Uh, you know, back oh, yeah. And so uh, so uh, when I graduated, the army was mad at me for picking an expensive school. So they punished me by sending me to Fort Polk, Louisiana. <laughs> and um, and I ended up uh, and, and where they warn you, said, don't let the Cajun women women cook you gumbo. And uh, there's some kind of aphrodisiac in there. And, and uh, anyway, I made that mistake. And um, but I got I ended up getting the last laugh because I ended up staying in Louisiana for 12 years. Really? And uh, yeah, I, I, I met her at uh, Mardi Gras on a cold February day that uh, we, we almost didn't even go. And uh, anyway, we uh, but we we met. And next thing you know, I was. I don't know. We went out. I went out to the desert in California for a month of training and came back. And uh, and from there on, from there on, we uh, spent every weekend together. Then I got so, out of the army. So you came back hungry for etouffee is what I'm hearing. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. My mother was an excellent cook. She was so. a great cook. And Sonia is, too. Sonia's a fantastic cook. So what's and, the maiden name, Sonia? Got to hear it. The Richard. There it's you spelled go. like Richard, but I'm a yep. Richard. There you go. Yep. I went to LSU. Went in dumb, came out dumb too. Go so, Tigers. Yeah, there you go. There you go. He gets mad at me because I root for the hogs too. <laughs> but, 
there's, there's a twitch in your lip when we say hogs, Sonia. What happens? Yes. What is that? <laughs> you no? know, I, the funny story, when Altel Arena, when it was Altel Arena first opened, yeah. and he took me to see Elton John. Now, I think that was the opening concert. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we're in the hallway trying to get out of this building, yeah, and they the start concourse, yeah. calling the hogs. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> And what are the, what are these rednecks doing? Yes. Like, what is that and he's sound? Like, oh, they're calling the hogs. And I was like, <laughs> that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so I tried, I have tried. We are, <laughs> I have, my girls and I have bought Christmas ornaments for him on the tree. I won't even hang them on there anymore. Um, I just couldn't do it. I just can't do it. And I found my, we'd watch any kind of sport. I was rooting against them. So I just said, okay, I just, I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me. I can't. I will never call the hogs. And my daughter even thought about going to university there. And I said, baby, I, I took love her, you. I took her to a football game. She would not call the hogs. Yeah. And, I and said, she I said, I can't you. do it, dad. I can't do it. And so, uh, <laughs> so I said, you know what? Um, you haven't decided yet. You don't have to call the hogs until you come down for orientation. And uh, <laughs> she, and signed she up ended up going to UCA. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable, understandable. Yeah. So probably about a month ago, we saw Jeff Foxworthy at uh, we saw Jeff Foxworthy at Oaklawn, and he said, "Okay, wow. well, you, you people need to you know, what do y'all y'all call the something, you know?" And everybody started whooping, so you uh, know. And he started talking again. He was like, and they started doing because you do it three times, right? Yeah. I, right, right. You don't do it once. I mean, that's right. just that's just disgusting if you do it once. Yeah. I mean, so the other two times, Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy was like, what are y'all doing? What are, these, <laughs> what are these other two? Anyway, I digress. I digress. So you left <laughs> us back in Louisiana some 20 something years ago. And somehow we staggered our way after Mardi Gras so, up to so- Hot Springs. Yeah. At, uh, after I got out of the army, I eventually ended up uh, working for the regional office for State Farm Insurance in Monroe, Louisiana, which is that um, if you ever try to drag a Cajun girl north of Alexandria, uh, they, uh, they, uh, they 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 go. Yes. Yeah. Kicking and screaming and everything. And so anyway, I was there for several years and decided. Eight uh, yeah. Eight years and decided to get into agency and. Uh, and uh, then we were supposed to get an agency in Louisiana, and this agency opened up here in Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. So next thing you know, I get a call said, "We want you to come look at this." And Sonia's like, "We don't want to go there." It's like, <laughs> "Let's let's give it a look." And you know, Hot Springs is a really nice place. I've been there. Uh, I've been there a couple times, and and uh, and so anyway, we came up and looked, and she she cried like a baby. And I said, "Look, if if you don't like it here, we'll we'll find a way to." Uh, to, to make it work somehow or other and, uh, you know, go back, go back into operations or whatever. And, uh, anyway, that was 23 years ago and now can't imagine living any other place. Yeah. This is home. I mean, this, I mean, and what a fantastic business opportunity it's been for us. I mean, we've, we've got one of the biggest agencies in the state. We've won just about every major award that state farm offers, uh, industry-wide awards. We've done, tremendous things here and uh i mean it's just been a true blessing and we just love the place love the people uh my kids grew up here kids grew up here yeah and you'd think you'd think uh you know uh a retirement community may not be the best place to raise kids it's it not perfect. true at all they 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 uh it's been a wonderful place for them to grow up and uh and so we we've, we've enjoyed it 
Well, Randy and I had a conversation this morning. I was conversation. We, we text all the time and back and forth. We're about to have what I call and what I'm looking forward to calling stereotype busters. Okay. We're all a bunch of old retired people. We all live in the village all day. We always scream outdoors. Get to you kids, get off the lawn. And there's not even <laughs> any kids here. There's no kids right. here. Mm-hmm. But we're about to go through a series of shows. We've got a lady who has a nine-year-old who she sends to school in Jesseville every day. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, people who are investors moving from Dallas. We've got people all over. So we're about to break that stereotype because the village, if, if, you, if you look at it in a stereotype profile, you're going to miss a lot of things. Is that fair, Ike? I, I agree 100%. 100%, yes. You know, even when we lived here years ago, um, I, I was working and because his agency was going to have such a huge demand, um, in his time, I, um, he asked me to stay home for a while and I was like, mm, I don't think I want to do that. I went to college, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, one of the things that I did was I networked with, we, anytime he met somebody young or whatever, we started a play group here. Really? And we, I would meet with other young moms. There were like five buses that went through here. There were kids here. Um, she, I met uh, Larry Powell. That's a dentist in the village. He had some kids. I mean, different churches. So I mean, it was so much fun. And we, and, and she was on, she was president of the board of simply kids, which is now great futures daycare, you know, way back yeah. in the day when it was in a trailer, trailer home over where, where the beehive is yes. now. And uh, so we just jumped she in. Was, she was she was probably the you know, spent more time volunteering at Jesseville School than anybody else for for probably about 12, 13 years or something like that. She was president of the school board. She was citizen of the year uh, back back around uh, seven years ago uh, when um, uh, this was 2014. I think she was citizen of the year by uh, the Village Voice. And uh, so anyway, a tremendous volunteer. Thanks. That was sweet. sweet. And and I want to reiterate, I really do. There are people who pay lip service to that. And then there are people who spend 30 hours a week in, in, in donating their time. It's a difference uh, that, that, you know, it's a a tremendous difference. So let, let catch me back up. So we started sponsoring the, the, the fireworks because, and when, and what all happened there? Well, the fireworks was uh, somebody, somebody from the POA came and visited me and they were looking for a major sponsor for the fireworks and, you know, being an old military guy and, you know, with the name Eisenhower, I was always, always a patriotic guy. I mean, I, I, I studied government uh, at Georgetown. I, I thought my career was going to be in politics or, or, or whatever. I mean, I just, I just love this country. And, uh, and so that uh, there were different sponsorship opportunities but the big one was the fireworks and and uh and to me it's like okay that's that's the one i want and so even though the check was bigger um it was uh it's what i wanted to do and And i can walk into a business and they'll say please thank y'all so much for sponsoring fireworks i mean all times of the year really yes yes very here. Let me skip ahead. So it sounds like we're just insurance, but that would be the tip of the tip of the top of the iceberg. Is that fair? Oh, just the bread and butter. But yeah, we, we do other stuff now too. If and I'm not mistaken, are you sitting on the porch? No, that's not the porch that you're for the new home for the new. No, this uh, is at our house. We're on, uh, we live on Lake Cortez. And so we figured we'd come out here for the, for the nice, pretty backdrop. But, uh, 
So we're outside, just like you are. So I'll tell you what, if you wave that way and I wave this, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> By the way, you know, we have a, occasionally we have Rick Marshall who uh, specializes in property on Hutch, on Lake DeSoto. Mm-hmm. He has added you people to his flock. And you're going to be getting updates and mailers about things that are happening on the village. I, he's a, he's a savvy guy. I didn't know there's 182 lake homes on hot Springs village about to be 183, right? Randy, according to last mm-hmm. week's show. And, uh, it's going to be a very, which will air time. Friday, by the way, Well, that airs Friday. Okay. Really? Uh, have you seen Gary Mulan? He's the guy that has a place over on Toledo that Gerald Ellison is building a place. And oh my Lord, what well, the pictures are amazing, but it looks another little- Louisianan. The end is silent, yeah. by the way, Dennis. Nice. He is a Louisiana, and you're right. Moulin. Moulin. Absolutely. Okay. Where's he from? Oh. Where did he say? Was it Baton Rouge? No. We're going to have he's from. He's right. from. Sorry, he's, you're not supposed to stump the host. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. no yeah, okay. Don't stump okay. the host. Y'all keep, talk, y'all keep talking. Like hey, I got pen. I make you notes. Pins. But if he's I wrote making, it down, I'll find it. Y'all keep talking. I yaki, I yaki, he righty. It, yeah. it works. It's, it's a <laughs> yeah. great combination. It's a great combination. So, so. I, I, yesterday we saw a show with uh, John Cooksey from Hello Hot Springs, not Hello Hot Springs, but Hot Springs Broadcasting, who does a fantastic job. I look through his videos and go, man, you got more energy than I do, buddy. I don't see how you do all that. I mean, hundreds of videos. He's at every event every weekend. I'm like, I kind of like my weekends eventually alone, right? You know, mm-hmm. all that said. He took a tour of, tell me the exact name of the new place. I'm all stuck on the Knickerbocker, Knickerbocker next door, but tell me the place right. of your new, your new facility. It's uh, called Maison 226. So it's at Maison 226 22- Prospect, yeah, 226 Prospect Avenue. Okay, so let me get this straight. For those of you, and we've covered a lot of material here, but if you're on Bathhouse Row and you look back up behind there, there's a row of what we call the Painted Ladies, the three different colored houses, which uh, if you were at, what's the name of the bar there? What was the American? Maxine's. I'm sorry, Maxine's. 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 Mm -hmm. If you were at Maxine's, Randy, and you were a guest, I'm using air quotes here, at Maxine's, and you wanted to spend some time with the ladies, they would point you up to the greenhouse or the yellow house or the pink house, and you would go visit the ladies from, and Maxine was the madam of hot springs for the whole time. I don't know that I've ever shared this before, Randall. Anyway, but all that said, the next block up from the painted ladies, is that where you guys are? On Prospect? Right. They're on Court Street and we're on Prospect Avenue. So okay. you, tell me the, from tell the back the, of our building, you can see the, 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 the painted ladies, the sisters of the court, you know, the sisters uh, of the court. I like that. Yeah, that's another the, the, the sign there now says sisters of the court. But I've heard it referred to both ways. Well, I tell you what, Randy, and someday we can do a full episode on what happens at that place. Have you all <laughs> ever done the haunted hot springs? No, we have not. No, uh, they talk about one of the events that happened at that uh Sisters of the court, one of the local uh, judges was supposedly, and I'm, I'm t- quoting here from not mine, but one of the judges was supposedly caught in a satanic su- seance uh, and oh was run out of town and the, the house oh was nearly burned. And, uh, but the, honestly, the haunted, hot, the haunted hot springs is probably the best 20 bucks you'll ever spend or 15 bucks. Yeah. It was really, right. really That's good. Nice. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. they, they talked about how at one time Hot Springs had, you know, tens of thousands of visitors coming for the cure and right. that a lot of them ended up in the basement of the Army Navy Hospital that they used as a morgue because people came and didn't always get well, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just across the street from that and back up the street at 226 Prospect, 
Well, you say about 1905 is when the building was built, but tell me the story about the, was it a hotel? What was it? Yes, the, uh, it used to be the Darch Hotel and, uh, and later became the Darch Apartments, but it was owned by Louis Darch. Louis Darch also owned the Knickerbocker Hotel next door. So the Knickerbocker goes back to 1890 and the, and, and the Darch on the right goes back to about 1905. And uh, Louis Darch was the uh, manager of the Lamar Bathhouse. And he... Uh, and those two hotels were, were Jewish hotels. So Jewish travelers from all over the South or even from Illinois, whatever, you know, uh, Chicago, a lot of people came down from Chicago, of course, uh, they would come down to Hot Springs and they would stay there. So because it's right near the, the temple and right near uh, um, Levi, Hospital. Levi Hospital. And, uh, and, and uh, in fact, there was a kosher uh, kitchen in the Knickerbocker Hotel next door, and really? so that's that's where they would con- congregate. So yeah, they'd serve kosher meals, and and uh, and so that's the history of the place. It, they were both hotels for for Jewish travelers. Well, Randy, in case you talk about another episode, uh, uh, John touched on it yesterday that they were they had the makings of building the Incline Railroad right behind your facilities. Right. And yeah. I knew that they were getting ready to do that. They had talked about that, but it was abandoned. They were going to build one of these incline railroads. When one car goes down, the other one comes up, mm-hmm. but tell me more. Do you know anything more about the Levi hospital? What time it was founded? Because I knew that was just like a, a concentration of, of Jewish uh, culture right there. Uh, I don't, I don't know exactly when it started. Um, I know it's just got a long storied history and, uh, and uh, still does. I'm, I mean, still has uh, what 10, 11 floors and there's I think 120, 130 residents of Levi Towers right now. Really? And, uh, yeah. See them around the neighborhood all the time. See it's, this a, guy. it's a fascinating place. Yeah. There's, there's a guy, Charlie, uh, who uh, plays music downtown and he has a wagon and he pulls his wagon down to, uh, to, uh, yeah. to, to Central Avenue to play. And then when he's coming back up, he come he comes back up the hill, and he's an older guy, and uh, and he asked me once to help him push the cart up the hill. So every time I see him pushing that cart, it's like, hey, hold on, Charlie, I'll come help you. So uh, so anyway, I, I help him get up to the door of uh, of Levi Towers. So you um, get your you get your steps in that way is what I'm hearing tell, right? <laughs> that's right, that's right. But uh, Sonia says uh, Levi Hospital. She looked it up. It's uh, founded in 1914. So really, so, so the old Napoleon Levi. So, but that's 10 years after the re- reunit that you've remodeled. And I, I'm jumping ahead because I, Randy, I want to tag to, I want to tie to the John Cooksey article, the hot Springs broadcast to, to the tour of the building. But now is this going to be VRBO or Airbnb or long-term yes. rentals? Yes. Or? yes. It'll be oh, short-term. Uh, VRBO, short-term rentals. Okay. Yeah. And, and what's your, I mean, are you envisioning by the week, by five days or what do you have in mind? Well, during racing season, we're hoping ah. that will um, be long weekends. Yeah. Um, and, and that, since racing season was extended, we're hoping to tap into that market as well. We've got, uh, we've had a million requests uh, about weddings and um, the family, family reunions and occasions like that where they can rent, rent it out. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of it will be weekends. Downtown business tends to be more weekend business, but mm. from what we're hearing, downtown it's occupancies good. are like ninety-seven percent. So they need they need places for people to stay. 
Well, you know, Capone's place is one of the upstairs units down on sure. Bathhouse Row. And, right. And Randy, this is a, a, a place supposedly where Randy, where uh, Capone would stay many times when he wasn't across from the Dixie, which is now the Wax Museum in the mm-hmm. Arlington. But that place, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is 300 a night and they're booked for months in advance. No, it's, more, it's more than that. Way more than that. Really? Way more than that. Yeah. Really? I, I, yeah, I hear it's yeah. like a thousand a night. You say with a wry grin on your face. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I don't know. I a mean, happy if, grin. If you've seen pictures of the place, it is pretty spectacular. Really? I mean, fantastic job. Well, of that. Well, like, okay. And, and we're going to, we're going to embed, we're going to embed the, the video that you're referring to. But for those of us and my hands in the air, and if our audience is lost, mm-hmm. don't be, because I'm going to bring it back. And this is my role here. Because mm-hmm. I'm the idiot that is going to ask the, brave question so describe this for us i have not seen this show that dennis has referred to repeatedly so far in our conversation Mm -hmm. so describe this property for those of us that haven't yet seen this video and i was about to i was about to come back to that and say let's just take it as if we don't know anything and walk in the front door the gorgeous double yeah because i don't know anything Mm -hmm. about it so uh we we decided when we started looking at the building plans, we decided we wanted to put balconies on the front of the building. And, you know, with Sonia being from South Louisiana, we kind of wanted to give it a New Orleans feel. Because and, everybody does the gangster, right? Yeah, it's all right. gangsters or, uh, um, you know, uh, bathhouse. I mean, it's, it's all the same themes. And we wanted something a little different. And so we decided to go with kind of to make it kind of look like a French border um, front because it was the building was gutted i mean there was nothing in there that the, the wood that was in there half of that was rotten you know and so all we had was like the shell of the building and we could do whatever we want with it so we decided to put balconies on the front and uh with that it kind of evolved into a new orleans type theme sonia went down to new orleans and came back with all sorts of artwork i mean spectacular artwork and um and uh, that I found on in Jackson Square by the local artists, yeah. the street artists. And so uh, we uh, kind of went to a jazz theme. And, and so anyway, so the whole theme of the place is jazz and New Orleans and the rooms. This, we have five suites in there. So the so there are three one bedroom suites. There's one that has an extra room that has uh, bunk beds that are made from the wood from the Knickerbocker Hotel next door. And uh, and then the top floor is a three bedroom suite with uh, with two baths. And one of those bathrooms is is massive. It's huge. It's got a tub and shower in in the same glassed in room. I mean, it's 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 one of those things you have to see it to believe it. I mean, you'll it, see it, it would hold a fall, small family in the bathroom alone. Right. Yeah. yeah. We could put bunk beds in there and rent it out <laughs> as a separate apartment, you know, <laughs> and I kind of so, want one at home. Yeah. <laughs> When, when you walk in and let me, let me take our, our viewers back through, when you walk in, there's three panels on each side that have great yes. artwork on both sides. Right. But, and, and I, I wanted to ask, th- there are brick pillars in there. Were those bricks there or did you have to have that reconstructed or what? All the bricks were, uh, all the bricks in there are uh, originals, original. Uh, original and uh, anything that's not brick is pretty much new. And wow. so, uh, so the panels were in there and for, Two and a half years, we we were debating what are we going to do with these panels. We got to put some artwork in there. We got it. We uh, we looked at uh, having um, Pepe Gaka, who does a lot of the murals in downtown, mm-hmm. do murals in there for us. And and uh, when we came, when we heard the price of that, it was like uh, maybe Thank we you. need to think of something else. <laughs> and so anyway, um, and then our good friends uh, 
uh, Richard and Beth Geip, who live in the village. Uh, they uh, they own Legacy Art Gallery, and they they have a beautiful, spectacular apartment above that, right next to Capone's Loft. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the building right next door. And uh, they're the ones that that uh, got us. You know, they're the ones we talked to. It's like, how do we get? How do we do a downtown project? I mean, what's available out there? Nobody, you never see for sale signs. And uh, he came back a week later and said, hey, I've got something you may want to look at. And that's how we got into this project. So anyway, Richard and Richard came up with the idea. It's like, why don't you um, why don't you have our friend Patrick Cunningham do portraits of jazz artists there? And so that's a great idea because we had decided to name the suites after jazz artists. So we have a A, B, C, D, E. A is Louis Armstrong. B is um, Billy Holiday, C is Count Basie, D is Duke Ellington, E is Ella Fitzgerald. And so we have all of their portraits there, plus my father's favorite, uh, Fats Waller. And so, uh, so uh, Patrick Cunningham, who lives up the street on Prospect, he did these paintings. They're seven feet high. They're four feet wide. He, and they're fabulous. They're fabulous. So he, his technique was he, did, he took burlap, put plaster on the burlap, and, and then did the paintings on the plaster. And then he would take it and he'd put it down on the ground and stomp on it and, and break up the plaster and everything. So it looks distressed. And then um, we put wallpaper glue on the wall and on the backs of the paintings and stuck them up on the walls and, and finished up around the edges. And uh, it looks like they it looks like they've been there a hundred years. Yeah, it's a, it's something to it's something to behold. It's fantastic. Oh, it's beautiful. It's, yeah, I mean, you it's, see it's it the post, center place of the, the whole cracks. place. Yeah, you see all the cracks and you see all the flaws and everything like that. It looks like a mural that's been there forever, and uh, it's only been there since the spring. <laughs> so, so there's there's two there's two units downstairs that are a basement. Is it right? No, n- none in the basement. Um, okay. The, okay. The basement's just unfinished, but okay. uh, we okay. do on the first floor. Uh, second floor, we have one that's that's just a one bedroom place. And the one the, uh, above the lobby is where the, uh, that, that bonus bedroom is. It's got oh. a sliding, sliding barn door and, and two bunk beds. And then the third floor is, uh, is just a full three-bedroom three place. And out in front, the balcony on the third floor runs all the way across from, from one side to the other. And has a view down over Bathhouse Road that is literally a million dollar. It's gorgeous. Yeah, and, yeah. and you're looking through the magnolias down that way. Sonia, right. what, what would you call the design style? What would you call it? <laughs> I have no idea. But I, I mean, it. is it shabby chic? Is it, what would you call it? it well, I, I, I guess I would say ex, uh, eccentric. Eclectic. I, I, eclectic, yeah, eclectic, yes, not yeah. eccentric. Um, what I did to furnish it, I started going to estate sales here in the village. I'm not kidding. And I guilty, guilty. And I, if I left it, I just bought it and we just stuck all this furniture in storage, storage units. units yeah. she and would, she would call me, she would call me at uh, like one o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> and say, I, uh, the uh, state sale closes in two hours. I need you to go over and pick up two king beds. <laughs> and, and so I'd have to drop everything I'm doing, go grab my pickup and, and, and load up some furniture and bring it to the storage unit. And I'd have to do that weekend after weekend after weekend. You clearly and, had nothing better to do. I mean, come on. Yeah, not. obviously. It's like, well, it's not. I, really like I was, golf games, I was thinking of going golfing or, as, you know, as I know, watching, by the way, we need a new storage unit. Back game. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, what? Randy. I said, oh, by the way, we need an additional storage unit. 
Absolutely. Yeah, we ended up with three of them. We ended up with three of them. But now, how um, long did this project to... take? Three years. Three years. Three years. Well, and, and Randy, <laughs> I, I can't wait for you to see the video because look, this is glorious. There's no question. This is a gym. It is the top of the top. As a guy who this week went over 1,200 five-star reviews. I know what this takes. I've done this before. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, you have a gym. You have a, a literal you, landmark you. gym. But the best is yet to come because that Knickerbocker has the most fabulous bones of a building I've seen in the last 15 mm-hmm. years. It's it's fantastic. It's actually the project that we wanted to do first. And um, we were a little at, nervous. At one point, we had uh, the, the original agreement was that we would buy both buildings. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and after looking at money and everything, we went to the we went to the guy who was selling it to us and said, "Can we just start with one?" And he was our contractor on the on the project. So, can we just start with one for now? And he said, "Yeah." And if uh, if you want to do the other one, I'll give you the same deal. And so, anyway, um, uh, but it is it's uh, that is a Renaissance revival building. It's uh, uh, Anthony Taylor, the architect who did the plans for for the Darch Forest. Uh, he, he said, it's the only Renaissance revival building in hot springs. It's, it's got, a, a brickwork and limestone. And I mean, the, the, the building itself is spectacular, but there's being, being an old building, there's, there were a lot more engineering problems and things that need to be fixed up, but, uh, a good Mason and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, find some good craftsmen out there. We can, we can get it looking. We want, we want that one to look like it looked like back in the day. Back in the day. And we've got wow. lots of pictures of that. And, uh, and that will take, uh, it'll be a much bigger project, but when it's done, it, it will be so spectacular. And would, uh, would you consider some been in some of those older pictures to me and Randy? Cause I would love if we could tag that in this episode, that would be fantastic. Sure. That was a grand, grand building. I've been eyeing that building for over 20 years. I told Diane, last everybody night. has, Oh, Oh, the well, everybody how, has. how terrific you know to save it too. The biggest, the biggest question we get now is uh, where are the lions? Because, because um, there were uh, by the front door, there were there were a couple of lions, lions on either side, metal lions, and uh, uh, they are still there. Um, they're not in the building, but the guy who owns the building, and that we're we're going to close on the building hopefully in the next month or month and a half or so. But uh, he's got those lions, and we'll get we'll get those things back up too. But uh, I mean, it's just. Uh, um, you, you know, that's that type of thing. We're going to have to find somebody who knows how to weld that, you know, low temperatures, whatever, where they can fix that. And it's not, it's a lost art and we've got to find somebody who knows how to do it. How long do you project that project's going to take you? Not three years, eh, not, but it don't, might be, but it don't might be, be surprised. <laughs> yes. Um, this one has taken way more time than it should have. It's but, a bigger um, building, but, but, uh, uh, Jason, the guy who who uh, is selling it to us, he did a lot of work extending the second and third floors back beyond the, what they used to look like, and um, and with some fantastic engineering, and uh, spent a lot of money on that type of stuff, and and uh, so that should speed the project up tremendously. You know, we won't have to go in and remove half half the wood in the building like we had to do on on our we current just have to project. Remove the- well, <laughs> let me interrupt again for a millionth time. Give me the story that nearly happened to the Knickerbocker and the, the dollar. Okay. So back in 
1997, um, all sorts of newspaper stories that we found out there, those buildings were both set to be demolished. Uh, they were uh, condemned for uh, being fire hazards. And a guy named John Girolamo, who has bought a lot of the properties up in downtown Hot Springs, he jumped in at the last minute and bought those properties with a promise that he would fix them up and save them. And, uh, and that he did, he saved them, but he did not fix them up. And so they stayed vacant for 20 years. I mean, he basically stripped everything out there. It was, it, it's not a fire hazard anymore because there's no wiring. There's no plumbing. There's no nothing. asbestos. There's no lead paint. There's no, there's nothing. I mean, it's just all stripped. And, uh, and on the, on the Darch hotel, um, there wasn't even a facade. They took all the bricks off the front because the bricks were falling off. And so, um, and so anyway, um, that's what we inherited was just, just, uh, shells. empty shells of buildings. And it and came so, within how many days of being destroyed? Like within a week, within a week. And, uh, he just went and snatched it up and, and did it. And, did, and I can did, tell you, we had so many positive comments about us restoring this building, the, the, the dark. And, um, so we decided to have a public open house and John did the video and we've got like 13,000 views, 13, right? views. <laughs> 13,000. So, yeah. Yes. 200 shares and, and 13,000 I mean, views. Incredible support. It was it yesterday was like, wow, it was just fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and from the video we saw, and I don't want to keep alluding to that, but, and we'll obviously link to it, but it's just a glorious place. And did you, did you say, okay, I'm going to get into to insurance so I can have a couple of, you know, a dozen Airbnbs or a dozen VRBOs? <laughs> it, is that a linear path? Do you go straight from selling a policy to, yeah, no? You, you know, I tell you what, uh, my father was a real estate appraiser. And when I got out of the army, one of the first things, and, and he had, he had just started to get into some real estate investing when, when he, uh, uh, Seriously, had some health problems and, and couldn't continue anymore and had one deal that went bad and, and just financially uh, hurt them. And so um, and so anyway, but when I got when I got out of the army, I actually talked to him about doing that. And uh, so he gave me some he gave me some advice. And, and for 30 years, I've been, <laughs> I've been looking for, for something to do, you know, in, in Hot Springs Village. Um, you know, it's not the best market to flip or hasn't been the best market. Play. It's a great market now, sure. but, uh, but, but because you always, the supply and demand thing, there's always houses coming up for sale because somebody passed away or somebody moved back home to be with their kids, or you have two widows that get married together and they, uh, and they, there's an extra house that they sell. So there's always something like that going on. And so, uh, this was not a great market. I've looked at other things and, uh, but, but this one here, you know, finally it's like, okay, this makes sense for us. And I can't well, sit still for too long. So, yeah. So same for me and empty nesters, empty nesters. And he said, now. You know, you need a project. Yeah. So we took on a project. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I mean, we did, uh, I don't know. We, we can never sit still. I mean, a few years ago, um, good friend, Peter DeHaas, uh, you know, he, his son, uh, plays rugby, uh, now for the U S national team and for, and for the, you know, probably the best rugby team in Europe. And uh, he's like, hey, uh, uh, or he was talking about, we got a rugby team uh, playing out of Little Rock. And uh, so, you know, I used to play rugby in college and in the army. 
And uh, so I'd love to help out. Next thing you know, like four years, I'm coaching rugby and everything. It's like we just we, we can't sit still. <laughs> and I was rugby mom. So I took we were nationally ranked. We were, we, we were nationally, nationally ranked. ranked. And as a as a high school rugby team, and and, and we won, were the only rugby team in Arkansas, and one St. Louis, we beat teams from states all around us. But anyway, um, and a lot of, I mean, obviously that had to do with uh, Peter and his son Ruben and some great players we had. But even after Ruben graduated, we still won Rugger Fest the next year without Peter and without Ruben. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's pretty cool. So it's pretty cool. Uh, hang on, so a rugby mom does that mean you have a first aid kit under this arm and a concussion kit <laughs> under this arm? Pretty that- much. That that was part of it. I booked hotels. I made. We had a lot of kids from um, rugby's an interesting sport. I didn't know much about it, and now I'm just hooked forever. Um, but it. We had a lot of kids that single parent families. It was a way for them to be aggressive, get their aggressions out. And we had some tough kids. We really did. Yes, we did. So I was kind of, well, my friend Lorraine, Peter's wife, she started it and I helped her and I would make sure that these kids were fed. We did, we, we got some funds so that we could put them up. I mean, we stayed at some classy hotels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like uh, what Motel, is it? Eight. Motel 8 or hotel, <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, but we had such fun with these boys and I have only, two, we only have two girls. So I didn't have boys. And so they, they were respectful to us. They would, they would get there. They would say their stuff on the fields, but when we came back, you know, talk to me that way. <laughs> and we just got to mother them and feed them. And I would make the hotel arrangements and stuff. And it was just, it was the hardest thing we, I think we ever did because we were going every weekend yeah. because we go, we go to Missouri, we go to um, Tennessee, we go all Dallas, over to yeah. meet Dallas, Tulsa, to meet Tulsa. to meet all these people to play rugby. Mm-hmm. And um, it was exhausting, but it was, we have some of the best memories from that. It was, it was fabulous. I, I had a friend at UALR, I mean, UAMS, who had a bumper sticker on his car. It said, give blood, play rugby. Absolutely. So, <laughs> I can yes. see the scenario and, and I can understand the scenario. And I, we've, our time is just about out and it's been such a joy, joy having you all day. You know, Diane and I had talked about repeatedly uh, the, the, the lesser loved areas here in the village, DeSoto courts, places like that. You know, we would love to buy some of those and fix those up, but you can't buy a block of them as opposed to buying a hotel where, right. you know, you get six or seven or eight units out of it and you can fix the block as it were, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, and um, but even even in that business, you know, um, somebody made a comment yesterday on that video. It's like, why don't we do more long term rentals? Why is everybody focused on short term rentals? And and it's it, the answer is basically it's a simple math problem. You can't make I mean, you can't take a huge project like that and uh, and make money off of it on long term rentals. The short term rentals are the only thing that makes sense. And, and if it weren't for that, you wouldn't, these buildings would still be abandoned. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so absolutely. anyway, yeah. and, and, uh, you know, and so, and the village is getting a lot more short-term rentals. And, and for that reason, it's like, okay, we can actually make money off of this thing if we sell it on a nightly basis. Well, and, and, uh, and I, I tell you what, let me address that. Cause we talk a lot about short-term rentals and whatever, you know, Jeff Batkins, my business partner, we've had him on a few times. We were talking numbers one day and, and he had three or four long-term rentals at that time. And I was telling him what we were doing with our downstairs unit and some other stuff. And he said, he got this pale ghostly look on his face. And he said, you make more per month than I do on your one unit than I do on all four of mine the entire year. Right. Wow. 
which mm-hmm. was at that point when I went, yeah, I'm not interested in life. If that's what you're doing. I don't want long-term either. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's that kind of multiplier that a lot of people don't understand. Randy, right. there's, also, all- there's also another benefit and that is the, that many more people get to experience like your property, that many more people get to experience Dennis's property. So in that stereotypical win-win kind of a thing, true that, that works out as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to, for me, you know, listening to this and yeah, it's been terrific to have you guys on and, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the video tour, but it goes back to just kind of your sense of community. I mean, here you are some people that came to the village 23 years ago, you said, and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, outside and it's home. Mm -hmm. And I know you've, we talked before we hit the record button. So you kind of, blazed the trail and family members followed. So tell us right. a little bit about that before we wrap it up. Oh yeah. We were a, a lot of times people move to the village and then their sons or daughters might move along with it when they, when they see how, how great a place it is. And we did it the opposite way. Uh, we moved here first. And then next thing you know, my mom moved here. After <laughs> my pa- dad passed away. And then her dad moved after her mom passed away. And then her aunt and uncle moved here. And uh, so anyway, we were the we were the magnet that brought everybody here. And I, I well, I my quote is my famous line is um, if anybody else moves to the village that I need to take care of, I'm going to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we love it here mm-hmm. and it's been fantastic. Yeah. And you know what? My girls grew up here. So our first little community, we were we lived on DeSoto Golf Course and they had so many grandparents that just invested in their life. I mean, they were, they would have their little neighborhood cocktail parties. My girls were invited and they were five months and three years old. Um, and we just loved that. And one neighbor came over and she said, well, those babies need to call me grandma Dell. Mm. And I was like, well, of course. And it made them respect their elders so much. Yeah. So it was just great. That's awesome. And, and once you get plugged in, it there should be a sign that says welcome to Mayberry. I mean, it really is. True you know, story. We, yes. One of our one of our very first guests on here was Joseph Stancil, and, and he's the same way. He he moved here, then his parents moved here, all bought lake lots on Lake Balboa on homes on Balboa. They have nine and a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old, and, and her, her 13-year-old likes to cook. And he said that she, they were having to work out a schedule of what day he was going to be at what granny or what day she was going to be at what granny's house. Cause we had cookies on Thursday, but then we had sweet potatoes on Friday, but then we had, you know, we've had pumpkins on Friday. So it can be a struggle, right? Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all have been an absolute delight. Randy, is there anything we haven't asked or Sonia? Is there anything I'm sure there is, but we've need to be respectful of their time. I appreciate you guys <laughs> being on. It's been awesome. Well, thanks. Well, for, thank you very much. We enjoyed it very us. much. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's add, well, I'll see if we can do a tour. And Randy and I are actually talking about maybe doing some live things in the next few weeks. So maybe I could stagger in your building with the phone and we could take some pictures. So anyway, Absolutely. for Hot Springs Village Inside Out, I got that right. See, HSV Inside Out or Hot Springs Village Inside Out.com. I'm Dennis Simpson and he's Randy Cantrell. And it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Ike. Thanks, Anya. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend.